Hey friends, it's Jocelyn at jamminwithjocelyn.com, your certified life coach helping working moms create their ideal work-life balance so they can thrive at work, at home, and in life. You're listening to the Jammin' with Jocelyn podcast, the show for people who want to be inspired and live more joyfully and with awareness. I love having deep, soulful, and fun conversations about complex issues to deepen our self-awareness and compassion for ourselves and others. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Jammin' with Jocelyn podcast. All right. This is our last episode in the Teacher Appreciation Week, and I'm super excited because we're wrapping it up for you, teachers and educators, with a great conversation about social-emotional learning for you. So I know (laughs) that you guys have you all have been receiving a lot of, um, you know, there's been conversation a lot about social emotional learning for your students, right? And a lot of PD, you know, and and um, that has been at the forefront since the pandemic and coming back in person. So it's a huge topic, a huge focus in um, the industry and in the schools. So, but we want to talk about you and your social emotional well-being, all right? And what does that look like? Because you have all these tools for your students. So how do we do that for ourselves? And so I have a really special guest here who is a previous colleague of mine and a friend, Rachel Bacosa. And I want to do a little introduction. But first, Rachel, would you like to say hi to our audience? Hello, everybody. And so here it here I would love to tell you a little bit about her before we dive into our conversation about social emotional learning for you as educators. Okay, so Rachel's number one passion in education is to serve you, educators. And her strengths are, it, she's a strengths-based educational coach and not only builds from strengths but creates trainings and tools to help guide teachers to, to develop their own social emotional learning awareness and self-management skills. Rachel has served 15 years in education as an elementary teacher, teacher mentor to teacher candidates at San Jose State University, an instructional and programmatic programmatic coach for social, emotional, and culturally sustaining learning in the pre-K to 8th grade school district. She also has been a consultant, is a consultant with the CRTWC for over 10 years and has co-presented in conferences in Northern and Southern California, creating and leading professional developments um, with the CRTWC, which means Center for Reaching and Teaching the Whole Child. Now, when Rachel is not strengthening systems toward building resilient teachers and students in the pre-K to 8th grade school district system or for teacher prep programs at the university level, you'll find her out in nature hiking or writing in her journal and most of the time spending quality time outdoors with family and friends and just enjoying being a human being. I love that part. Everyone enjoy being a human being. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) Yes, please. (laughs) So welcome to the show, Rachel. Thank you. It's so, so great to be here. Yes, I'm I'm so excited for our conversation to talk about social emotional learning awareness and just self-management skills for us as teachers. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. So like I know you also do PD for teachers, but this time I just want to bring the focus back on to teachers and um ask you like how can we use all that PD and that conversations that we've been having for gosh hasn't been three years 
<laughs> and to support sure. ourselves, right? Like support ourselves. Yeah. Thanks for that question. You know, I think it really comes back to just giving ourselves the permission, mm. giving ourselves the permission to develop our own SCL self-awareness and self-management skills. And when I say that, I say that um, the teachers are the most important person in the classroom Yeah, and it all starts with them. Mm-hmm. And it is so important that the teacher just can take time to say, you know what, as I walk in the classroom today, I'm not just here to bring my best version of myself for my students, but I'm also here to bring the best version of myself for myself. Mm-hmm. And I can do that, right. By giving myself the permission, as soon as I walk in that door, I turn the key, making sure all the, everything's out on the desk, making sure the date's correct on the whiteboard. But like, as we do that, we are saying, I give myself the permission to take deep breaths right now. I give myself the permission to really value that I am here for my students, but I'm also here for myself. So when I say that, I think also it's not only about giving permission, but it's also about honing in on a life intention, right? Mm. What And also like that standard standards of integrity. How mm. do I want to bring my best version of myself today? What are, what is my intention? My intention is to be a human being in front of the classroom. So that means that would bring authenticity, Mm -hmm. right? That would bring in courage and bravery. But then I also think about, you know, if I'm in that place of bravery and feeling courageous, and then I look down at my phone, I see, oh, my kiddo is sick and is going to be, have to be taken home, you know, early in the day from my, you know, my partner or whatever in that moment thinking, okay. I'm bringing my authentic, 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 authentic <laughs> self. Thank you. <laughs> I, I have my classroom that's coming in. In that moment, what do I do? Right. I can either run to fear. I can run to control and like, oh, I've got to figure this thing out with my kiddo. Um, I mean, the list goes on for teachers, right? I mean, there's yeah. so many things that are out of our control. Or I can just be myself. Right. I can mm-hmm. I can honor the humans that are coming in my classroom, welcome them in and, you know, having an honest conversation of just saying, you know, Mrs. Bacosa right now is so concerned about her daughter. She is not feeling well. Can we all just think a good thought towards her, mm-hmm. you know, inviting the students into the day because we don't know what they bring in. Right. But they yeah. also need us to model that as well. Ooh, I love just how you did that because it's like, I think when I think about like attending professional development for Mm -hmm. different topics, right? Especially let's say we're talking about social emotional learning, right? Yes. All I'm thinking about is how do I do this for my students? But I'm not even thinking about how do I integrate myself into that? And what you just shared was by modeling what you're learning about how to support your students, social emotional learning is awareness is, is doing that yourself in a way that you're integrating, like you're, you're, like you said, your authenticity. Mm -hmm. So it's like being real and allowing yourself to like, even though you have the title of being a teacher, you're, your your first first mode is actually being a human being. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> like your first mode is being a human being. And I love how that was seamlessly like if you didn't notice it everyone it's, I noticed that I was like 
whoa, that was a powerful moment that you described it as example. Like mm-hmm. you just really integrated how being a human being first, then integrating the teacher aspect of how to show your students modeling social emotional awareness. Yes. 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 And, you know, in that moment, it's like, wow, Mrs. Bacosa's daughter's sick. I'm going through all these feelings right now. Mm. And I, you know, Mrs. Bacosa could feel worried. And, you know, I know that she'll be in good hands with daddy today. You know, daddy's going to pick her up. And right now, you know, I'm just going to think a good thought. And will you join me in that? Because then I'm also modeling. I'm aware that I'm a little afraid. You know, my poor daughter's sick. I'm aware that it's out of my control. I'm aware that I've got somebody great to take care of her. And I'm also bringing them into the self-management factor of let's think a good thought. Gratitude is so powerful. Um, And to be able to think a good thought towards somebody is really a community thing and a collective thing. And then they can use that with their family and their friends around them. So then it becomes part of the culture, right? Yeah. Yeah. You just seamlessly did all that. (laughs) (laughs) It was just like... Wow, that was so seamless. I think that I think the thing I have a question is like, sure. where do you like, where do you start to get to that point as an educator? Mm. Because it's so easy, and I am guilty of this. It's so easy, even as a parent, even though I'm mm. not in the classroom anymore, it's like so easy to just, uh, just to be like in that state of. I, I don't know. I don't like ha- ha- having a hard time seamlessly doing what you just did. Like, mm. you know, inviting, like being like showing your true emotions, letting, you know, being real then mm-hmm. inviting, you know, your students into your experience. And then also at the same time, teaching them a tool, like those three things. Right. <laughs> like, right. how do you, like, where do you begin if you're like, oh my gosh, how do I do that? Sure. Sure. Yeah. You know, really. I, I wish there was some magic, you know, that's yeah. like pixie dust, you know, that we all, when we all go in under our classroom, we open the door and there's pixie dust that falls on us. And we all have that SCL self-awareness and self-management skills. Um, you know, I think it's just really about everybody's journey, you mm. know, depending on where you're at in your teaching career, how many years you've taught the culture on your campus and your, you know, your grade level team, uh, what's going on in your personal life. Yeah. All of that shows up in the classroom. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, when I, it seems seamless as I'm talking about it, but now I'm starting to think like, okay, well, what were some of the factors? I received incredible um, professional development from the Center for Reaching and Teaching the Whole Child. Yeah. Um, I had a really strong team that would collaborate and would also model authenticity and reflect that with each other. So, you know, and we also had a culture on campus that really valued mindfulness and taking time at staff meetings to really honor folks in the room and to share their stories. So I think all those pieces together um, helped me and gave me permission to be the person that I could be um, in the classroom. So yeah. I think there's many of many of those things are factors that are are really developed over time. And um, I was just grateful to be in that place with all of those people. Yeah. So seeking seeking out support to yes. help, to help you feel like because I I think like I don't know allowing myself permission giving myself permission is is like also hard. Right. And sometimes it's helpful to have other people to encourage you to like, it's okay to give yourself 
permission. Yes. And I know everyone, you know, in the education world, everyone has some form of teacher bestie. Yes. Or (laughs) come on, come on. Everyone has some form of teacher bestie or group. And it's like uh, what you're saying is like finding those starting there and practicing being real and authentic in a, yes. in a space that feels safe so that you can also bring that into your classroom. Because I think that, mm-hmm. I don't know, when I was a new teacher, I always felt like I'm the teacher. Mm-hmm. I got to be strong. Yeah. It right. took a lot of years to realize, no, the, the, the students just want me to be a human being. Exactly. Exactly. Well, Mm -hmm. you know, and something I haven't mentioned in this conversation yet is, you know, I, I went into teaching thinking that I was going to reach and teach the whole child. That was my passion. And, and I did that for many years. And then I kind of lost what I call my first love, my first love of teaching and teaching the whole child. And I got off, I kind of got off on another track where it was just like, okay, you know, standard, common core standards, the curriculum, you know, what, what's the new initiative that we need to do? And being, to be completely honest, my need for perfectionism and wanting to do well all the time kind of drove me into the ground. And, um, I, I kind of wanted to quit the profession my seventh year. And I'm very honest about that in my story with others. And, um, it wasn't until I started doing kind of like my own self work on, why do I want to be a teacher? And what is teaching really about? Oh Mm -hmm. yeah. It's totally about teaching the whole child. Okay. Well, if I'm going to teach the whole child, I gotta, I gotta be the whole person. Right. So Mm -hmm. I can't give what I don't have. So I started again, working with the center for aging teaching the whole child. They helped to help me to develop my lens on which, um, I could teach, um, SEL in the classroom and culturally responsive teaching. And as I did that, I started to, as they started training me to see what I was doing well in the classroom and building that resilience, I started to develop a space in my life, like the self-awareness space so that I would see like, oh, when I, when I'm, when I am greeting students at the door and checking in with them, oh, that's self-awareness and that's self-management, you know, and I would start calling things out and naming them. And they became these grounding anchors in our classroom. And as I started doing that with my students, I started to realize I needed even more self-awareness and self-management in my life. So I started practicing mindfulness. I started getting out in nature, started practicing gratitude, started doing that with my besties and just kind of like, you know, how are we going to build each other up today? Um, And as I did that, I had more space. I keep calling it space. Mm -hmm. This more self-awareness space to see my students needing it even more. And so then I realized, wow, if I need it so much, how can I give it to them? And it became this opening in me that was like, you know what? If I'm going to reach you as a whole child, I need to become more whole. And as I do that, um, I have that space to foster that in the classroom. I welcome that. And so really it was a posture of um, change in my classroom. It was kind of like, as I do take care of me, I'm a better able to take care of you and you're able to take better take care of your friends around you. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. So it's like, it really is. It's, it's the intentionality of like your own work mm-hmm. becoming a whole person, which extends outwardly to your students in your classroom. 
because you noticed that for yourself. And I love how you said it created more space. Yes. So it's, it's working through, cause we, I, I know there's this, this, this really, um, prevalent tendency mm-hmm. to, as a teacher, like, I don't have time for that. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yes. Yes. Like, what do you like? I don't have time for that to become a whole, what do you mean by whole person? Like, mm. how would you like, how, like, I guess, yeah. What would be your suggest suggestion or just like encouragement for teachers who are, you know, like on the brink of burnout and mm-hmm. wanting to, oh, that sounds really great. I want to come back to being a whole person. Mm-hmm. How do I, how do I use what I've gained from this PD of social emotional learning? Mm-hmm. We've learned a lot over the past three years right? Um, and continue to, right. It's still a big, you know, I don't want to say initiative, but it's, it's a really big focus. <laughs> It is. It's a really big focus because Mm -hmm. we know the mental health crisis for everyone, right? Right. Right. It's really important. But, but for, I guess, for our educators who are like, we are in April. I almost said March. We are in April. (laughs) Goes by so fast. And it goes by so fast. Mm -hmm. March was really hard. Yeah. Now we're rounding out, ending the year. And we know that trying to end the school year is also, there's some challenges to that. Yes. And, you know, some of us might be thinking, do I, how do I, reju- how do I get back to my whole person? Because mm. either one, I'm thinking about leaving the profession to mm-hmm. really want to continue, but I'm not quite sure. Yeah. So like, how do you come back to that whole that. person? Like, yeah. You know, the one thing that rings true for me and as you're talking and it's just, it's, it's deep in me is starting from strengths mm. because we cannot survive or thrive or do anything unless we can see what we are doing good. Mm-hmm. So if, you know, teachers we're in April, um, yeah. you know, I just sent out something to our school district about, about cheering you on and just saying, Hey, you made it to the home stretch. And what, if we want to finish well, well for ourselves, what are thinking about really, what are things that you did well to get here? Like Mm -hmm. actually pausing and saying, writing down at least five things that you did intentionally to get to this place in April, right? Meaning the community that you've created, you know, the risk, the academic risk-taking that students are making, the great, you know, relationship skills you're seeing in your classroom, you know, was it the procedures and routines that you were like really consistent with this year? Was it providing windows and mirrors in your classroom for students to see themselves in books? I mean, the list goes on, but I guess what I'm trying to say is giving ourselves the permission again Mm -hmm. to pause, whether that's at the beginning of the school day or at the end of the at the school day and writing down five things, what I did well to get to April. Oh, I you know, love that. What I did well and what I'm I'm seeing the fruit of things. Things may not be perfect. There could be some hiccups at the end of the day or things that you're just like, oh, I still haven't gotten a handle on that. Yeah. But actually taking a pause and intentionally really making yourself, right? Sitting there and writing down the five things that you did to get to the place you are. Why do I say that? Because we all need to cherish ourselves. We are all on a mm-hmm. hero's journey. And, you know, actually, it's really interesting with teachers, you know, people always say, oh, they're superheroes. 
Do not put that pressure on us. No. Thank you very much. I just got goosebumps as I was saying that no. you are not a superhero. You are not made to be a superhero. You're made mm-hmm. to be a human, mm-hmm. a human being. And the best way to honor yourself is to celebrate yourself and to build from your strengths. Cause so, there's so many things that you've done. It's just, we're so good at looking at all the things we haven't done. Yeah. Instead of the things that we have done. Yeah, that is so true. Ooh, she just you just hit on a on a pin. Yeah. <laughs> that, like burst the the burst the balloon. It's like mm-hmm. it's, we have such a tendency of like looking at our to-do list that we haven't gotten done because you know, it's never ending. We can mm-hmm. the list can be never ending. And so um I love how you end with you know, the celebrations, right? And that, yes. and that's something I think when I was working in this, in the district where Rachel is the coach, which we were, ve- I was very, you know, <laughs> lucky to have uh, support like that. And um, I remember you saying that in one of our PDs and mm-hmm. that is, that is a practice that I could, I've continued on even mm-hmm. after it's like at the end of the day, what are three successes? Mm-hmm. You know, what are three successes, even though I know I didn't get through everything because, you right. know, it doesn't matter whether you're in the education field or right. There's always a to-do list. We like to there, create that. <laughs> there always is. There always is. And, you know, I would take you a step further. And, um, you know, as you write those three things down, text it to a good friend, mm-hmm. like make it, make it out like physical reality. Like you're, you're thinking it, right. You're yeah. writing it. And now you're, you're proclaiming it. You're celebrating it with somebody else. And I actually have a couple of people that I do that with. I'll say, tell me three good things that happened today. And then the, uh, no, it's kind of uncomfortable. You know, like, no, there's these other things that were hard. I'm like, no, I'm going to send you my three. You send me your three. It's just creating that space again. Like we talked about space to build that self-awareness, build that self-management. And part of self-management is honoring who we are and what we did throughout the day, honoring yourself. Um, And it also helps you keep you optimistic because man, this world we live in is, is interesting and unique (laughs) and intense, right? And so yes, yes, we do need to celebrate at the end of the day. And I want to say too, it's not about not recognizing that in the small group, you know, particular students were really having a hard time and you were, and you were stressed and you went home feeling discouraged. It's not about pushing down emotions and making it this cheery thing. It's about saying, huh, I had the intention to show up today. I did the best that I could. Here are three things that I pushed through and I am proud of myself. Yeah. Right. Just giving yourself that space. Yeah. You're, you're, it reminds me, I like, I love to use this term. Yes. And it's like, yes, it's like you're recognizing the situation as it is and then turning around and say, and it's like, for example, I'm just thinking of like last last school year. Yes, one of my students didn't progress in their reading, mm-hmm. and we made we did our best, and That's we right. figured out this was not the right text for them, you know. Yes. Or this this the we figured out a new thing that now we can, you know. So it's like, yeah, like you're recognized. You're not dis dismaying or I can't even think of um like d- denying the reality it's mm-hmm. um it's bringing to forefront like what really happened but changing like turning into one day to a positive right right it's not like toxic positivity not at all no okay it's not just at all. it's just celebrating yourself 
and giving yourself permission. So that's because it's interesting when you share how like you have people that you do that and some people mm-hmm. are like, oh no, because it's like, it brings up this like, oh, I'm so self selfish or like, mm-hmm. um, you know, like to self-promote, like don't self-promote myself. You know, I want right. to be right. humble and it's like, it's okay Yes, to do that and to Absolutely. celebrate yourself, honor yourself for being a human being. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even I struggle with it. Sometimes my friends say, Hey, now it's your turn. And I'm like, Ugh. I don't know if I can even put into words, you know, I, it's really, oh, yeah. I wouldn't say this is a hard practice teachers. It's just, um, it's, it's, it's intention and it does take a little practice to name and to really train your brain. Cause our brain is, is wired for negative bias. And mm. so we're always going to be thinking in that way first. Right. Yeah. Um, but it, it's something we practice. And as my, you know, my friends, okay, second text, I'm waiting. Okay. I will literally type out what I want, what I need to say to that person of my three successes. And it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to sound a certain way. It's just, I'm putting it out there into the, like into the universe. Yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and somebody's celebrating with me. We're going to take a quick break for a quick announcement. I'm so excited to share a free resource that I've created for you. It's called the Teacher's Corner Wellness Resources. It's your one-stop shop resource space that supports your mental and emotional well-being. And in this space, you'll find information and access to educator online community and spaces and access to people who are doing the work to support your well-being, books that supports your well-being and emotional well-being, um, podcasts, and also tools and resources that you can download, but also access to websites that also provide even more tools. So this is a free resource for you and all your teacher and educator friends. To access the Teacher Corner's wellness resources space, you can find the link in the show notes. Yeah. It's bringing in that energy. I was just talking with a friend earlier today. Mm -hmm. It's like when you actually externally verbalize it and bring, you know, bringing it out there, you're actually inviting that, that energy Mm -hmm. and that, that, I'm going to say vibration, everyone, but (laughs) that feeling, that feeling into you yourself that fills you up and that fills up that space. And I love how I just thought, okay, I'm being now getting to this teacher moment. I'm like, oh, if I was back in the classroom, just on the way out the door is sharing, having every student share one thing that they yes. had success with. And yes. I would share too. I could share 24. If I had 24 students, 24 yep. different successes, that would be really hard, but I could just say, you know, like, but that would keep me accountable. Yeah, of sharing, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Can I offer something that we did in classroom about oh, that? Oh, yeah. So we used to have this gratitude box. Um, so picture like um, my student teacher actually helped me create this. It was um, picture like those wine cork boxes mm-hmm. um, and you buy at Michael's. It's clear and you put the little wine corks inside. You collect wine corks. Well, we didn't oh, do yeah. that. We didn't collect the wine corks. People. <laughs> Make that clear. Um, I just liked the box because on the yeah. front it, it said gratitude. What we ended up doing was we asked students to write on a strip of paper uh, what they were grateful for. And that was a practice as they came in the classroom on a Monday, every day, there was something different Monday. They knew the routine, the gratitude strip, it's blank piece of paper. You write down what you're grateful for. You get a pencil, you wrap it around 
and you put it inside the box, drop it in. And at the end of the day, we would actually proclaim and read out everybody's gratitudes. And that was oh, like a wow. practice we did once a week. And that stayed with me forever. A simple task, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to get a beautiful box. Um, I, I actually started off with like one of the jars inside my my uh, inside my closet. I was like, oh, this will work. Yeah. Um, it's because I had a student teacher who, who yeah. wanted to make it cute and fancy. So, <laughs> um, but anywho, again, modeling, practicing, doing it with our students also helps us um, to be grateful altogether. Wow. So the integration, it's like you're doing it for yourself, but also you're doing it together. Yes. Like if you're a parent listening to this, it's like, Mm -hmm. oh yeah, that's something I could do with my own kids, right? Like in the household, it's like, yeah, students learn by modeling. Mm -hmm. What is another, I guess, I think the thing that I'm, that's coming up for me is how do we work through like with social emotional awareness I mean, the school year, like working through the emotions of potential burnout, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. how do we, what, what I, yeah, I, how do we work through that as educators? Because that is a big thing right now. I mean, our, you know, the industry is, you know, we're, we don't have many teachers (laughs) and we're trying to recruit teachers. And the big thing concern is, is like burnout. And so how do we, where, you know, where does the social emotional self-management skills come in? Like we talked about like practicing gratitude, the successes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's something that um, you've worked with teachers in working through those, those feelings that come up? I I would say a lot because there's a lot on our plate, you know? So absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, I think, the thing that really is helping teachers at this point in spring, and I would even say for myself as a coach and mm-hmm. as a consultant, is having a person that will listen to you, like mm-hmm. literally reflectively listen. So talking, no judgment, listening, mirroring back, like, oh, so I heard you say that, you know, I didn't want to come to work today, <laughs> you know, because I was so stressed you know, like mirroring it, not, not sugarcoating anything. And I guess just to say like having a person to talk to, whether that be your bestie or somebody on your grade level, um, you know, a trusted person to talk to that, that would be definitely one thing to help with burnout right now. Um, and then also really taking time to build resilience. So meaning looking at what we can control during the day and what we can't. You know, when I think about that, I think about the classroom in itself. It's not if, but when, right? Things are going to happen throughout the day. So how can I control what's in my mind, my behaviors, my thoughts, my voice, my actions, how I show up, right? That's what's in my control. Mm -hmm. I can't control what students bring into the classroom. All I can do is provide a space that I can be a whole being in, like we talked about, yeah. so that they can be their their whole selves. Um, and then also, I don't know, I'm just offering this out there, teachers, and I'm not saying this is you, but this was me, um, you know, just lowering my expectations of what I can do. So, oh, you know, that's throughout a hard the, one, right? Throughout the day, it's like, okay, and I have a lesson plan, right? So it's like, these yeah. are the things all I want to do today. Okay, that, that, 
that looks amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And what do you have the capacity to do today? Oh, that's a good question. Right? What do you, I'm not saying like we just kick back, you know, like take off our shoes. All right. You know, nothing like that. It's like, what do we have the capacity for? What do we have the, the uh, brain energy for today? Mm -hmm. You know, what do we have? What can we do to adapt a lesson so that, you know, students are feeling more of a sense of belonging or more of their voices coming out? Because we know that when we put students at the forefront and give them agency and voice, learning becomes effortless, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then teachers don't have to work so hard, right? Because they are now honoring and taking a step back and saying, you know, I'm inviting you into the process today, folks. We're going to be learning, you know, um, uh, how to do proofs. I'm talking about middle school. My son does proofs right now um, at the middle school. Okay. So how do I take a step back? So I'm not the one in control, the one making all the decisions. Cause that's draining. That's That's really hard as a teacher. And it's really hard and it does take trust. It takes building trust and letting go throughout the year, but you're building that culture in which people can, in your classroom can rise up Mm -hmm. and say, wow, well, I learned, I learned how to do proofs um, last night. I was working on it. This really connected for me. Can I come up to the board and show other students how to do it? Yes, you can. Yeah. Right. So I think it's taking a step back and looking at the classroom and thinking about, hmm, where can I take a step back so my students can step up? Oh, that's really shifting the narrative of who, how you show up as a teacher. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. It's really because I'm okay. I'm going to speak from my own experience. You know, when I entered into the education field, gosh, 17 years ago, (laughs) a long time ago, um, (laughs) that I had this uh, idea and this narrative that I was the one that had to control everything. And that just led to the like you talked about perfectionism and yes, you know, which eventually for myself too learned when to burn out. But I had this narrative in my head of like I was running the show. Come on, exactly. Right? I hear I you. Was, I was running the show. It's the same. And I and I say this in all sarcasm, but also there's a lot of deep truth in that. It's like, <laughs> you know, I got into teaching because I like to control things. <laughs> I like taking care of people. I'm yeah, I like taking that. care of people. Yeah. I really honestly is because I like yeah. to have control because in those four walls, right. I get to decide what to, what I want to do mm-hmm. within the parameters of district initiatives and standards and all that stuff. But ultimately right. it's like, and so it's really what I'm hearing is, is, is that actually is detrimental to our own well-being and yes, capacity because mm-hmm. we're creating, at least for me, I was creating this sense of, um, I am the superhero, right? But right. I'm not because right. the classroom is, um, the classroom is a collective. It's, it's yes, it is. It's a collective. It's a it's a collective. What did my other uh, friend say? Um, Erica said she's like it's a microcosm of society. We're together. Mm, yes, we are. Yes, we you are. Know? So like that's that's so it. Yeah. Wow. It's sh- yeah. Shifting the way you see yourself 
as a teacher with your students. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, you, if, if you could, I mean, we've all been through our um, credential program, you know, and you, mm-hmm. you think about the professors that you connected with the most mm-hmm. and that you really loved and you tell your other friends like, oh my gosh, you have to take so-and-so's class, right? Yeah. If you think about the pieces that were in that classroom, it would be, I would, I would almost agree like a hundred percent that teacher st- took a step back and let their students step up gave them space to be aware of their emotions, gave them time for Mm self-management, gave them time to be collective and be in relationships to learn how to do things, right? All the SEL was in there. And it was because that teacher saw that they are real people that have real needs, right? Mm. They have life needs. And that's when we learn best. That's when we learn best, when we're honored for who we are as humans and we're saying, you have a space at the table today. This is your classroom. Even mm-hmm. though it says my name on the door, Mrs. Bacosa, right? This is your classroom, right? But that doesn't mean we let we just let students just like take over the whole day, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to give any misleading here. But what it means is starting on day one, right? Mm-hmm. We're in April, but hey, there's always time for reset, folks. Mm-hmm. Always time for recalibration, reboot, reset, wherever you want to call it. There's always that time we're in the, we're in the home stretch, right? You take one small step. That's one thing I didn't mention earlier. If you're in April and you're burning out, think of one, first of all, think of five things that you're doing well. Yeah. Okay. So start from resilience and then think of one pivot that you want to take, you know, think about pivot, one small pivot. And I, I always encourage my teachers, like, where's the grace depleted in the day? For me, it was always at the end of the day. My beginning of the day was like wonderful. Middle of the day was good. After lunch, we're getting a little tired. Mm -hmm. We need a little more activity time, more activeness in our learning. Um, But then I always ask myself, well, what was in my day that was so good that I can replicate at the end of the day? So for me, it was that morning meeting. Okay, so how do I create a closing circle or a closing activity to really ground students Right. So it's not reinventing the wheel. It's looking again at what we're doing well, well uh, yeah. and then recreating a similar system or structure or activity so that everybody uh, can build their resilience. Yeah. I see what you did there. That was, mm-hmm. that was, did, you, did, you, did everyone, if you didn't catch that, <laughs> rewind and re listen to what Rachel just said. Because it's like, you're not re I think cause that's the, you're not recreating yeah. and redesigning. You're just looking back at your strengths, looking exactly. back what you've done well. And then how do you put it back in, in a different part of the day? Like exactly, exactly, exactly. Like that just like, you know, if you were feeling overwhelmed, I'm like, what are you talking about? Rewind, re-listen to what we just <laughs> talked about. Like, that's, that just made it super like super simple. I don't want to like right. downplay it, but it really mm-hmm. is. It's just like, keep Very it concrete. simple. Keep Very it con- simple. Keep it simple. We don't need to make it any complex. Like teaching already can be very complex. So That's like right. little, like going back to your strengths. I love that because that really does fill you up. Going back to that whole concept of whole, feeling whole, mm-hmm. it fills you up. Like, you, you know, I think we hear this a lot in mm-hmm. self-care world and in, in the teacher world, fill your cup. Okay. What does that really mean? Well, this right. is one way to fill your cup. Yes, it is. Is to look, yes, it go is. back to your strengths and not just strengths of like what you've accomplished, but what, 
what you're talking about is like strengths in your classroom, like what's exactly. going well. Yes. Yeah. I would even give it the word like infrastructures, like what infrastructures have you created in your classroom that are going well, that you could replicate for that part of the day. That's just draining where you're like looking at the clock. Like I need to, is it two 30 yet? You know, <laughs> I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> you, know, you, you pop yourself a chocolate, like, okay, I've got some chocolate in my drawer, you know, like water. Okay. Drink water. You know? Um, yeah. You just, you replicate what's going well. And one of the things I want to, um, there's two things if we have time okay, yes. um, that I want to bring up that I think is so easy, not easy, but intentionality and concrete ways to to bring self-awareness and self-management is how we transition students. So let's think about like when they come in, I always had my students, you know, do attendance and then we do some type of breathing activity or gratitude or get up and move based on what, how the students were feeling that day. You could kind of, you know, read the pulse of the room. Okay. Well, we don't just do that at the beginning of the day. We do that and I'm going to put it out there. Some folks may think I'm crazy, but every 30 minutes, Yes. Every 30 minutes, <laughs> if you've been in my PD, I've said this, Yes. every 30 minutes, give your students a one minute break. And you're probably thinking, I don't have time for that one minute, but guess what? You've been also giving out energy. Yes. You need you that one minute too. And it got to the point where my students loved it so much that they were, they were doing amazing academically. They were taking academic risks. They would even call me out. Mrs. Bacosa, we just got back from lunch. We're supposed to have our mindful moment right now. And if I didn't take that mindful moment, it would bite me in the butt later. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. That's so true though. It's like when you are- so true. Yeah. When you're in this practice you and you don't do it, it, you see the ramifications of it. Yes. And guess what? It doesn't matter if they are pre-K all the way to 12th grade. We're talking even college, okay? Going beyond, post. You, If you model these different little breaks, one-minute breaks, I'm talking about transitions, even teaching content for 30 minutes, take a break. Okay, one-minute break, back to work. You teach the system and the routine. But what I'm trying to say is it don't just make it about you doing it. You model those different types of breaks and how you want it to show up in your classroom. You get agency. Students, what do you need for breaks? Maybe you're a visual learner. Maybe you just need to look at a screen and see all the jellyfish, you know, at Monterey Bay for one minute. Maybe you're a person that needs to hear music. You incorporate those things. And guess what? Then you take a step back. You let your students step forward and they become what I like to call the mindful managers. Oh, and you have that. these people in your classroom where they are your mindful managers to remind you to give that break for one minute. I love then, that. Right. So you're taking a step back. You're letting them step up. And we had mindful managers in my class. It was lovely. It was lovely. Okay. One more thing I just have to say. Yeah. If you're burned out and in April right now, this is where we live. We're almost in May. Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Um, give your students an anonymous feedback form. Okay. Oh, say more. Okay. So it will take some creativity with pre-K and the <laughs> lower grades. Cause we're not talking about a Google form Yeah. Okay? and pre-K and K, I would probably do a screener, you know, like, um, you know, uh, very simple questions. Okay. And then we're thinking about like second to fifth, it can be a Google form and beyond. It could be a Google form. I like Google forms because they're really easy to read and you can mm-hmm. look at the results, right. Mm-hmm. Very easily. 
what am I saying about this? An anonymous feedback form allows teachers to ask students questions without being pinged for how they feel. So Mm. meaning having a bank of questions saying, what are you enjoying in the classroom right now? But then giving them some things to chew on, not just out there. Um, what, what kind of breaks do you like throughout the day? Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, when I teach, um, ELA and social studies in the morning, what is your favorite part about me teaching that? And then what don't you like about it? Oh yeah. That gives them agency. Yes. And what breaks do you not like? Right. Um, the, you know, we start our day with morning meeting, closing circle. We have activities. These are the activities we've done. Which ones don't you like and which ones would you add? Wow. Yeah. So really giving them voice and agency to really share what they need. Then as a teacher, you take that information, you look at the data and you say, huh, wow, I'm doing a lot of good things. I really like boom, 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 boom. And oh, they really don't like that break that I'm giving them. <laughs> I need to change that up. They're bored of that one, yeah. which makes sense, folks, because we all get bored with the same routine, right? Mm-hmm. So like we got to switch it up. Um, and then what it also says is students then see you see me and you hear me. So then yeah. when you change up things the next day based on the data, they say, oh, she she read what I wrote and oh, okay. I I'm seen here. I am heard here. And then also it gives the teacher some love at this time of year. Wow. My students really do appreciate the way I start the day. And oh man, I could really give them a gift by doing this at the end of the day. Right. So it puts Mm -hmm. everybody in that collectiveness, like you're talking about that collective community and saying, we belong here. Your voice is important. And I honor you for who you are. Yeah. And it's also affirming back to the teacher. Right? Yes, it's it just, is. Because it'd be interesting. My first thought was like, huh, how would I answer that from my perspective? Sure. And then like seeing the data from my students and what my perspective and seeing like what things are jiving and what things aren't. And it's like, it's interesting because it's collective, right? Your voice is in there too. And so exactly, I, I love that. I Going back to what you said, the first one was, um, what was the first one that you said before the um, um, the feedback. Uh, we talked about, um, having breaks throughout the day breaks. Yes. So the trans it's interesting with the transitions, because I know for myself, like when you said you yourself as a teacher need those breaks too. Yes. I don't do. think I ever learned that mm. in my credential program that you Same. need, you mm. need breaks yourself. Right. Cause right. I mean, teachers, we only have six hours in the day with our right. students, and there's right. so much to do, right? right? So much to get through. And of course it's like, I don't have time for the break, but it's like, no, it's for you too. going back to the whole concept of whole self, right? Like yes. a, it's bringing awareness for yourself. Yes, it is. Of needing that break and then modeling it for the kids. I'm like, and now in this mode of like, how would I do this in the classroom? Like, where would I start? It would, it would be like, Mrs. A needs a break. Yes. And how I would like to take a break. I'm going to invite you in. I love that word. I'm going to invite you into how I would take this break because I just need a break before we do the next thing. And let's do it together with me. And like doing that several weeks and then like asking the kids, okay, during this break, we're going to do a break. What's let's brainstorm. What are different ways that would work for you? So 
Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Yeah. I mean, we, we ended up creating a list. So I started off the list oh. with, um, you know, um, breathing. And then the next one was gratitude. And then I made three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten blank. And I asked them, I what would you like to do, you know, to, um, to have some self-awareness and self-management time. And some of them, um, said they wanted to look at nature and I was, you know, I'm a big nature girl, as you know, yeah. in my bio. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we wouldn't, a lot of times we would make it outside. Cause I just love teaching outside, but sometimes it was a matter of turning on the carpet, you know, sitting on the carpet and then looking outside the window for just oh, a wow. minute, just always having those blinds open and just like, okay, one minute, we're just going to, what do you notice? What are the colors you see? What do you hear? What do you not hear? You know, just getting in touch. So just really seeing like having self-awareness, self-management can be at their fingertips. It doesn't have to always be, um, this separate thing. Like we have to go outside to go do everything, you know, or like yeah. create, create all these different routines and rituals. It has to be, and I say this, I didn't say this earlier. It has to be within the teacher's capacity and their wheelhouse. You mm. know, if you're not, if you don't jive with mindfulness and it's really hard, um, to like do breathing techniques, then don't do that. Right. There's so many different forms of mindfulness or gratitude, um, excuse me, self-awareness, self-management strategies that don't look a certain way. And I think a lot of folks maybe think that it's gotta be this way because it was modeled at my PD and now I've got to do this in the classroom, but we need to come back to what are you good at? Uh, Going back to the strengths. Going back to the strengths. Mm-hmm. What is your what is your community really great at? Man, they love telling jokes. Maybe humor is your guys' thing. You take a break every minute, you say a joke, we laugh. You know, it it shouldn't be harder for the teacher. It should work within their values, their um, their intentions and who they want to be, because then we're really honoring the teacher, right? Yeah. And they're the leader of the classroom. Yeah. It's like what you're saying is like, you're, you know, all these PDs, even what we're talking about today, everyone, Mm -hmm. it's like you take what you, what, what resonates with you and leave the rest. And like, ultimately you want to, you want to take what works for you because if it works for you, you're going to find yourself in flow. And then that energy is going to be there and Mm -hmm. your, your students are going to feel that. And so it's like, I mean, I mean, Rachel knows this. I'm all about tools. You, you pick what yes. tools go into your toolbox. That's right. right? And, um, and then that's the same for like your students, like you offer the tools that resonate for you and mm-hmm. also give it as an option for your students. But if it's a tool that you don't resonate with, their students are going to, are going to feel that. Yes. They're yes. not because you're forcing it versus letting it flow, you know? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Oh my gosh. So I love how you talked about like what's within a teacher's capacity, right? Mm-hmm. So that's, I like, I'm going to like start rounding our, our, rounding our conversations. Like question is what is within your capacity? Mm-hmm. You know, how do you define your own capacity? But it's like, also like, what are your strengths? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Are yes. there any final words that you want to share with our teachers as we're ending the school year, yeah. another year? Like, (laughs) absolutely. Teachers, you are incredible, incredible humans, not because you're superheroes, but because you are human beings and you choose to show up every day to light up students' worlds and you light them up 
by providing a space to be, to live, to learn, to grow. And it's because you're open. And I just want to say thank you for, for making that decision. And so many lives are changed because you've chosen to do this profession. And just remember, as you turn that key, when you open your door to your classroom, ask yourself, what do I have the capacity for today? I'm going to bring the best version of myself. And that looks like blank today, right? That means me being authentic, me being real, me being brave, me stepping up, stepping back so my students can step up, right? And I just want to encourage you, your community is there and they want to learn from you. They want to learn from you and they want to speak their voice. So it be encouraged to take a step back so that they can step up. Oh, I love that. Way to wrap up Teacher Appreciation <laughs> Week, Rachel. I mean, like if you need an affirmation, everyone rewind <laughs> and put that on repeat. All right. Because that is like you be you like be, be you. you it's okay be you. be you be you your students want you to be you that's right You're doing amazing work yes. right and I love that so um I hope that you all enjoyed this conversation and taking a lot I've taken a lot from this conversation um and one last question for you Rachel yes because this is the jamming with Jocelyn podcast <laughs> And I, I always love to jam right before our, uh, my podcast conversation. Yeah. So what is your favorite song that you like to jam to? Okay. So lately it is Wildflower by wow. Bailey Hager. Bailey Hager. Okay. You're going to have to send that to me so we can add it to the Gem with Johnson guest playlist. Yes, Wildflower. I will. Yay. Well, thank you so much for just your time and your words of wisdom and encouragement and so many like tips and and tools for teachers in building our own social emotional awareness how we can become whole i mean if the top 3 things that that i took away one is like focus on your strengths what are your strengths the practice of your successes at the end of the day right Yes. Being human. Okay. I'm going to do four being human and asking yourself, what is your capacity? <laughs> like those are the four things that I, you know, took away from our conversation. So thank you so much just for thank sharing you. and just for being a guest on our podcast today. Thank you. And thank you for all that you do. I am so inspired every Wednesday. I love it. Oh, thanks. Yes. Thanks for promoting the Gemma Johnson podcast. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening y'all. Take care, y'all. Hey, teacher and educator friends. I hope you enjoyed this soul-giving episode and conversation that filled your own social-emotional cup. And I'd love to share with you six takeaways from today's episode. One, give yourself permission to be real and be a human being. It shows and invites students to give themselves permission to be a human being. Two, focus on your strengths and your successes. Three, give yourself and your students breaks throughout a day as you transition between activities. Not only are you practicing and modeling self-awareness and self-management skills for yourself, but you're also modeling it for your students. Four, ask yourself, what is your capacity for today? Five, allow the space for students to step up and have agency over creating that communal space of learning, building relationships, and self-management. And six, 
choose what SEL tools resonate for you and then leave the rest. All right, here are five coaching questions to help you reflect on the conversation from today's episode. One, take a moment to pause and take stock of what are your top three successes today? And then who can you verbally share these successes with? Two, who is in your community of support that you can reach out to and ask for them to be an active listener to your needs? Three, at this moment, what is your capacity? Four, what SEL tools resonate for you? And five, how can you integrate breaks throughout the day for yourself and your students? Alrighty, what a great ending to Teacher Appreciation Week. I just love this conversation with wonderful tips and encouragements from Rachel about SEL for teachers. And as a friendly reminder, go and check out the free Teacher's Corner Wellness resources where you can find the link to the Center for Teaching and Reaching the Whole Child to find out more about their PDs and resources to support you and your students. And as another reminder, the Teacher's Corner Wellness resources is your one-stop shop to access all the tools that we've talked about this week on the, on the podcast, they'll support your mental and emotional well-being as a teacher and educator. And the link to access that is in the show notes. And teacher and educator friends, thanks for tuning in this week. I hope you enjoyed all the inspiration, tips, and encouragement from all the episodes. And if you enjoyed listening to the episodes, I invite you to leave a review on any of your favorite podcast platform. We'll be going back to our regular podcast schedule with new episodes dropping every Wednesday. So tune in and thanks for listening in. And I can't wait to jam with you next time, which is next Wednesday. Bye, y'all.